Hi, I'm Melinda. And I'm Raphael. And we're the Colognes. We are a married couple running a successful professional services marketing agency that is focused on providing support services to AEC and CRE firms. We're excited to now be expanding our ability to connect with marketing and business development leaders through this podcast. Our mission is to provide as much value as we can and offer our suggestions on relevant tools and resources. Join us where we'll interview experts, cover solutions to your marketing challenges, and share our take on how to combat bottlenecks in your marketing efforts. Sprinkled with some laughs and and some good, good, clean clean fun. fun. (laughs) We're back for another Fortis Baseline with a special opportunity for us to bring in our friend um, who is a specialist in her own space and provides a lot of value in our in the built industry in terms of marketing professional and the, the career professionalism growth that occurs with trying to figure out where to go, how to do it, and what building a future looks like in this industry. So um, yeah, we're really excited about that, right? We're really excited. I think it's very important to listen to other voices besides ourselves to listen to their life experience. No, man, no? I like my voice. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're going to introduce our friend, Maisha Christian. Hey, it's nice to be here. Hey, it's- thank you for joining us. Absolutely. So we thought to bring you in and speak to our audience who are marketers and professionals in the space who are just trying to figure things out. And we just thought, oh my gosh, you bring so much value. So go ahead and share a little bit about yourself with our audience. Sure. So I joined the AEC industry probably over 20 years ago, not as a marketing professional. I was kind of pulled in and roped in as a receptionist, and then that turned into office manager, and that turned into accounting, and that turned into billing. And I worked in almost every sector of our industry. So subcontractor, architecture, civil engineering. I did it. I had a stint with a developer, um, a big general contractor, a local general contractor. And I was at a place actually in my career where I was like, I don't like these numbers. <laughs> these Excel spreadsheets cause me sadness, great sadness. And I just was like, I'm going to do marketing. And so had an opportunity to work at Barton Mallow. Great, great experience. I think working for a large company gave me a lot of access to tools and thought leadership and really kind of a progressiveness within marketing. And so that really started my career as a marketing professional in AEC. And I did that for probably 10, 12 years. And then about four years ago, I left a role as a marketing director and executive and decided to start my own career coaching firm. And the reason why is because I had great support and success from individuals within the industry that helped me to understand all the nuances and games that were kind of being played. Mm. And what I saw is that many times women and many times people who were not in operation, so whether that was marketing or accounting or any of those kind of corporate support services, which are predominantly women, were also not attuned to what these dynamics were. And I wanted to be the person that helped to bridge that gap. And in bridging that gap, equip individuals to be able to be more intentional about the moves they're making in their career and make sure that they have the support that they need to be as successful as they can be. 
Wow, that's amazing. I, I actually wrote a couple of things down because it sounds like you're that well-rounded marketer that so many firms are looking for. And those lessons learned are the value pieces that you get to share now as a career coach. And I feel like that's, it's just through experience. It's not something that is written. It's not something that's going to be in a book. Even if, if you just tell somebody, you have to share their, go through a journey with them to to get them to really understand and hone in on like what the value is and of showing up and in, 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 in being a part of the team, because it might look a little bit different than how it's being portrayed as in, in the operations side of the business. Absolutely. It will look different and it will look different because every, every person is different. And one of the things that I talk about um, in my coaching is every person's landscape is different, right? The way that they've come both professionally and personally is unique to them. And I think um, many times the reason why marketing or business development kind of struggle or feel out of place or feel like they're abnormal in their career trajectory is because we don't see that tract as often as we see through operations, through field, right? And so it can feel like, am I doing this right? And the answer is there's no right way or wrong way. All of us have a set of cards that are dealt to us. And as much as it is about those cards, it's also about strategy. And I tell people every every card you give me, I'm going to play it. Every hand is a winning hand. You know, so that's one of the things that I try to help people see is your path is is your path, right? And your your way of progressing in your career is unique to you because the way that you have come up professionally and even personally is unique to you. And I think just listening to your story, it seems like something that we hear a lot about how people almost got into the industry almost, but it was just not their intent, but they just saw the opportunity and they're just there. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I didn't even see the opportunity. Here's the actual story of how I got introduced to the AEC industry. I was working at a bagel shop <laughs> and was broke, okay? <laughs> Literally, like, there were days where I did not have bus fare and I would walk the two, three miles to the bagel shop. And one day I was walking from work to school. I was in trade school. I wasn't like, it was like in community college. This car, while I'm waiting at the corner, this car runs a red light and turns the corner. And a lady gets out the car and then walks back to the car, grabs her purse, and then walks back to the corner. And she's crossing the street towards me. I swear to you, this is a true story. And she, as she's coming to me, she says, don't think I'm crazy. And so right away, I think she's crazy. Right. Like right away, I'm like, Hello. right? <laughs> and at the time I'm living like in the central part of the city. So there's a lot of homelessness and people kind of dealing with mental health issues. So I'm like, dang, I don't feel like dealing with a crazy person today. <laughs> but she's like, you work at the bagel shop and your name is spelled M-A-I-S-H-A. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the extra version of crazy. But she was like, I come in a bagel shop every day and I see you. My husband owns an architecture firm and they're looking for a receptionist. And I think you'd be amazing. And I was like, uh, okay. And that literally opened a door into this whole industry that I knew nothing about, nothing about. And so even that is a unique pathway, right? That it wasn't like I was at college or met someone or my dad or we went, I was literally standing on a corner walking to school at 19 years old Mm. and a door open. Amazing how, you know, that goes back to that cliche where you never know who's watching, right? Like you just show up authentically and you be the best version of yourself and you just never know how those opportunities are going to fall in your lap. Yep. 
It also makes a great story for a podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So tell us more about your current journey now as Boss Lady. So my company is called Beauty and the Boss, and she is four years old. Okay. She turns five in January. And really the main services that I offer are coaching, which I do all of my coaching one-on-one, and then speaking. I do speaking at conferences and for associations, for events, for private companies, many times during things like Women in Construction Week, right? Or Women's Empowerment Month. I will be hired as a speaker. My brand is No Boring Presentations, right? I want it to be fun. I want it to be engaging. I also exhaust people because I am challenging their minds to think and to really consider how what I share, whether I'm talking about recruitment or retention, whether I'm talking about negotiation skills or how to really show up in an employee review, I'm challenging them not to say, well, that was interesting. I should probably go read a book about that. But like when you walk out of here, you should be able to take one or two things and quickly start applying it and practicing it, right? Putting it into practice. And that's really the core of coaching. The core of coaching is we take a skill that is rough, but there, and then wash and repeat, wash, and we refine and refine and refine until it almost becomes like muscle memory to the place that when someone is sitting in a conversation or they're about to do a presentation, or they're put on the spot in a meeting, they're able to show up very authentically and naturally, but also with a tone that says, do not play with me, because I know what I'm doing, (laughs) right? And so that's the, the key part of the work that I do in coaching and in my education services. So, okay, so let's talk about like just the a potential marketer that's working with you. What does that look like? What does that journey look like for someone who is trying to define what the next step is in their career path in this industry? My coaching usually falls in two buckets. One is the promotion bucket and one is the pivot bucket. So promotion looks like I love my firm. I love the people I work with and the work that I do. And also I'm a little maybe burned out or bored and I see an opportunity, right? I see that there's a missing piece in our company strategy. And I think I can be a solution in that space. And so coaching for that is about identifying where the need in the organization is, but also how to kind of navigate the political structure, right? The hierarchy so that you are positioning yourself as that right fit candidate before they post the job and with the people who have the power and influence to make it happen. The other thing that I am very intentional about with my clients is helping them to be okay with compensation and having that conversation. Because a lot of times what people will do, especially women, is they take a they take a position of, let me do it and prove it to them. And then after they see I can do it, they will compensate me. That's not how business works. That's not how business, no one goes to Target and says, oh my God, I found this thing and it's on sale and it's got the yellow ticket, you know, a little yellow tag they put on the Target markdown. No one goes to the register and says, I would like to now pay full price for this. Right, right, right. No one does that. And when we take an approach of I'm going to do it first and then afterwards, try to get compensated for it's a backwards business approach. Mm. So I have to do a lot of coaching with people to say, no, 
this role in this job is a promotion. And so there is a change in title. There is a change in pay. There is a change in power and really help people get comfortable internally with those things and then having those conversations externally. I love that. I actually, I want to talk about that change in power because that that stuck out to me for a second, how in this industry, I've never heard of this in the commercial marketing space, but in this industry, I have heard the term glorified admins. Mm. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with an admin because everybody plays a huge part in making a business successful. But how do I interject and say, no, you know, that's really not the right way of, you know, your, your mindset, like really thinking about that in perspective, you're really a part of the business and sales strategy. How do you self-advocate? How do you self-advocate? I'm salivating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All work is honorable, right? I want to say that up front. All work is honorable. But I think that when... We're hearing these terms, right? When we're hearing this kind of degrading of, of work, right? Or kind of mislabeling of the work that people do. It can be discouraging, right? It can be frustrating. And again, I think for many people, it triggers this, why don't they value me? And so here's the coach in me, right? Are you acting like a glorified admin? Wow. Yeah. You want to know how to how to put put this in order? Tell them no. <laughs> That's right. No, I'm think no no thank you. Actually, I'm not available to do that. Well, I don't want people to feel like I'm saying that's not my job, but that's not your job. That's not your job. And so I think part of it is knowing where your power and where your where your authority is, and being very intentional about staying in that lane. Right. And when you step out of that lane, it's very intentional, it's very strategic, and it's for a purpose. But if you're trying to be all things to all people, you are communicating, I am a glorified admin, because that's what admins do. They, they serve in a very supportive, administrative way. And so sometimes I challenge that these things are not being said to individuals from no place at all. It's not that people are just deciding, I'm going to call you a glorified admin. I'm challenging, are you behaving that way? Are you in the organization truly as a glorified admin simply because you want to be helpful? And if you are, while you may be helpful to the organization or to the individuals, you are undermining your own power. Mm, so good. I know so much of our audience is going to be really just might even rewind and listen to that. Again. This is a moment where people are like, "Woof, okay." Yeah. So, I do that's, see that's her energy. It is because we won't change, right? If if we're coddling and we're thinking that everything is their fault and it's the industry and they and they and they, then we don't we're not taking a real honest look at what we have control of, right? And so we have control over how we show up how we're present, how we address challenges, how we solve problems. Every, all of that is within our individual control. And that's the part that we have to put energy to and not trying to externally change people's minds out of just hope. Yeah. I hope they treat me better. I hope they value me. You teach people how to treat you. That's right. And I'm going to teach you how to teach them how to treat you. Ooh. <laughs> I should get a t-shirt. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Jinx. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, let's let's just pivot slightly to talk about the marketer 
who is, you know, mid-level trying to figure out what's the next step in my, in my career. Obviously we've seen a lot of changes in our industry and of course across the market in different industries too, but truly, you know, people are moving, people are getting promoted. People are doing a lot of changing. The work environment has changed. The work environment has changed. Yes. Um, so what does that, I mean, when you're a marketer who is junior to senior level, from your experience, does it make sense to just go from senior marketing to business developer or mid-marketing to business developer? Is that the next step? Not always, not necessarily. So I will tell you that, and mind you, when I was in marketing fresh and kind of brand new, this was almost 15 years ago, but I remember feeling like as a marketing coordinator, I am starting down a track that I'm already stuck in. And what I mean by that is I thought that the trajectory was marketing, marketing manager, senior marketing manager, right, business development. And I knew or felt at the time that business development was not really where my, where my strengths lie or my interest, right? I am not a huge people person. I like to come home after work. I don't want to go to these events and I don't drink, right? And so <laughs> I just, that's literally, you know, I just was like, oh, I don't know. And I remember I had a, um, a mentor through SNPS who was business development and a principal at Smith Group. And she said, no, 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 that's not, that's not true at all. And so she was able to show me like, this is a track for marketing and you can be very successful here. And here's a track for business development. And you can also be successful there. And while there are places where they may overlap and crisscross, and there may be times where you, you know, people jump from one to another, that is not the only way and pipeline. I think fast forward to now, there's a lot more creativity and a lot more bandwidth for marketing professionals. A lot of things that have come into fruition in the last 15 years, right? So an emphasis on branding, an emphasis on social media and digital marketing, right? Um, I think as a, as a consumer market, we're just highly visual, we're more visual. There's a sophistication level to most clients so that just doing a proposal in Word is not going to cut it with your competition. So I think because that has changed in the marketplace, then the role of marketer has evolved and changed. It doesn't mean that business development is not important or not a possible track, but it is not the only one for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I, I do think that there, there are marketers just in conversation that I've had in the last couple of months, in the last few years, is I'm, I'm I want to pivot into business development, and and like you said, how you've identified yourself authentically. I am not someone who is like networking past five and drinking alcohol. Like I'm just not doing that. So it's like and, kryptonite to you. It's like uh, <laughs> last place I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Home or this event? Yeah. Yeah. So Sometimes not, I sit in my car and I'm just like, okay, girl, get it together. So you can go in here and yeah. then you can go home in an hour. And it's not that I'm not extroverted or able. It just feels like a lot of work to be in that energy all the time. And I view that as something that's incredibly um, connected to business development. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think as, as business owners, we, we realize how, how unique defined, uniquely defined business development is. It's not for everyone. It really isn't. Marketers do a little bit, you know, through SNPS, we do some networking, test the, test the waters, 
but truly business developers are doing way more than that on a regular basis, you know, usually a 10 or 12 hour day of just BD all day. And they enjoy it. You know, the, the great ones, they enjoy what they're doing. They don't want to be in front of a computer. They want to be interacting with people. So I do think that's important with, in terms of like what my personality type is and who do I, what does that career look like for me? You know, not saying that this is like a strict, a structured path forward. No, we get to organically create whatever we would like through the opportunities that we have in the future. And I, and I want to clarify, I don't think that business development is just about the socialization, right? I think that there are different business developers. You do have some that, to be direct, their company is funding their lifestyle. Yes. Mm. Okay. I'm shots fired. I'm out here for everybody. (laughs) Their company is funding their lifestyle. I have seen and know of situations where people have a clothing allowance. They have a car, they have a vehicle, right? All of their social circles are tied around their work. And so all the events that they go to, all of this is kind of under this banner, right? You have others who are incredibly strategic, very intentional of connecting people to individuals within their organization. They drive strategy. They're engaged with with, um, pursuits. Like, and so it's not, it's not just one or the other, but what I think people do need to understand is at the end of the day, business development is sales. Yeah, It's a sales job. And if you are not comfortable or, or skilled, or that is not a direction that you want to go into as far as sales, mm-hmm. then business development is going to be a struggle. You pull aside all the glitz and the glamour and the fancy, and it is about selling. And it is about selling multi-million dollar project pursuits over a long period of time. Yeah. You need to know you're signing up for that, yeah. right? And what I find with, in general with marketing professionals is we like to know that we've won, right? We want mm-hmm. We want A to B, B to C, C to D, D to E. Business development many times is A to G, yeah. G to B, B to X, <laughs> X, X, <laughs> and then the thing dies, right? And so, and so these really looking at what's really, when we peel back kind of what we see visually to the core, this is why they're different. Yeah. This is why they're very different jobs. And that's why I don't know that for that mid-level marketer, jumping into business development is the right thing. I see, again, with the creativity and more diversity, you know, there's a huge need for communications now more than ever. There's a huge need for internal and external apart from proposals and apart from the revenue machine. There's a huge need for people who can strategize and facilitate, right? Marketing professionals typically just because of their personality many times are camp counselors. And so now that there's such an emphasis on recruitment and retention and culture, is there a fit or space there? Can you supplement HR, which typically is very compliance driven, right? And not so much in the softer pieces of how we speak to and treat people. Yeah. And so this is why I'm saying even for that mid-level, I think there's a lot more. Also, we now see chief marketing officers in the AEC space, which is something that, again, yeah, 10 years ago was not a thing. And yeah. so we have some incredible people trailblazing in that space as well who can offer insight um, into what that looks like from a marketing view. 
I love all of this. I love all this. I'm taking so many notes so that I can share with my friends, but also to, to really emphasize how important this conversation is and to help people continue the conversation with you. How do they get in touch with you? Well, I'm out here in these LinkedIn streets. Okay. <laughs> I am very active on LinkedIn. So I encourage people to connect with me there. They can also uh, touch base through my website. So if a person is like, I think I'm ready for coaching or I'm curious about coaching, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm curious about it. Then through my website, they can fill out a coaching assessment and get on my calendar. Or if there's an event coming up, um, either through an association or their company, and they are thinking, hey, this this woman has a voice we need to hear, right? Then there's also a speaker inquiry on my website, which is bosslady.coach. And the reason why it's not .com is because that was already taken and it was expensive. So <laughs> it is bosslady.coach. It's memorable. It is very memorable. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today with Gorda's Baseline. And we'll make sure to include in the show notes, your information and links to your LinkedIn, as well as your website. And um, thank you again, you guys, for joining us here again for another episode. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. And um, thank you for being our inaugural guest interview today. This was fun. You got to do more. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye. Do you need to improve your marketing department and don't know where to start? Fortis OBM offers in-person and virtual one-on-one and group training. Our coaching programs are designed specifically for the marketing department of one and onboarding new team members who are new to the industry. We teach mindset, marketing, and strategy, providing immediate value to your company and marketing department. Whether you're struggling to prioritize your marketing initiatives or need help onboarding a new team member, we have the right solutions for you. To learn more, go to www.fortisobm.com.